eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. If you forgot his name, he knows his name. Hassan. Uh, we are here to preview the Arizona men's basketball game against Utah on Thursday night. It is a late tip-off. What time is it at, Jason? 9 p.m. It's your favorite time. Hopefully Um, it goes to triple overtime. What's our little saying for the late night games? Bear down, wake up. There we go. Or bear down, stay up. Bear down, stay up. That's what we're going to be doing tomorrow night. So, um, jumping in quickly here. Arizona easily defeated Utah McHill earlier this season. What went right in that game? Well, that was actually uh, an interesting game because both teams were missing key players. If you remember, um, Kirk Creasa was out for Arizona and Brandon Carlson was out for Utah. Uh, basically, what went right is Utah could not guard Arizona. Arizona was actually 3 of 18 from 3, but still shot 50% from the field. Um, turned the ball over 16 times, but forced 20 of them. Uh, beat Utah on the boards, went to the line more, um, and really it was just the difference in defense. Uh, Utah could not guard uh, the front court of Arizona whatsoever. Uh, Tubelis and Coloco combined to go 21 of 31 for 48 points. <laughs> uh, Utah only had 64 points. So uh, basically uh, what went right for Arizona is that their offense was pretty much unstoppable to a mediocre defense. And um, there really wasn't anything uh, that Utah could do. Uh, what's interesting is, again, Kirk Creasy didn't play. Justin Kyer got the start in that game and actually played really well with 6.6 boards and 8 assists to 1 turnover. Um, you know, Utah didn't have Carlson. Um, there's some different guys that are playing now and all that. Um, so, it'll you know, Dusan Mahorsik, for instance, had 10 points that game. Um, and now he's uh, he's been kicked off the team. So... Uh, things are a changing. Brandon Carlson is likely playing for Utah tomorrow. How does that change things? He's good. Like he's like you can make a uh, a legit argument that he's their best player. It's a pretty easy argument to make. He's only played in twenty games this year, but he averaged thirteen and a half points, which leads the Utes. He averages six and a half uh, rebounds. Uh, he shoots fifty one percent from the field. He's only thirty percent from three, but he's still a big dude. Um, that can stretch the court and uh, and hit threes. He is a a legitimately uh, good player. Um, he changes a lot of what they want to do in offense, and they're much bigger when he's playing. He's really, uh, besides Lahat Thune, uh, who only plays like 11 minutes and fouls quite a bit, he's the only true big man on that roster right now. 
He's seven foot, two fifteen. He's legit. Like he he is. Um, he makes that team considerably better. Now Utah's still not very good, but like against Colorado, he dropped twenty five points. They don't have a guy that can do that. Uh, you know, played well against Stanford, etc. So um, he makes that team considerably better. Um, my guess is he, he'll you know he'll either guard Coloco or Tubelis, obviously, and at the very least they have a big body to put in front of those guys. Whereas in the first matchup, um, there was basically nothing that Utah had to offer. Uh, Arizona size. What is the individual matchup that you're anxious to see? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. You're welcome, Jason. Uh, I don't want to do the obvious answer, which is Brandon Carlson exactly. versus uh, Christian Coloco, although that, that is so that is the best matchup. It's Carlson versus Coloco, but I don't want to talk more about Carlson. Um, Utah is not a big team right now. They actually play Marco Anthony at power forward, and he's 6'5", 223. Um, and he's guarding Azulis, which is a nightmare for them. Um, you know, it, it, to me, that's probably the matchup to watch is can Zoo take advantage? Utah's a weird team. They're not very good. I'm not going to, like, blow smoke and say that they got – they're more of a team, per se, than, like, having one really good individual guy. Like, a lot of times you can look at the team, like, you look at Colorado, you're like, oh, they have Jabari Walker. Like, that's who we'll talk about when we preview Colorado. Um, they've just got kind of a bunch of guys. Um, you know, Gabe Matson is decent, not great. Lazar Stefanovic, when he gets going, uh, he can be good. But Marco Anthony, to me, he's the best rebounder on Utah besides Carlton. He's probably the best pound-for-pound pound rebounder. But um, they play a lot of man. And so the key is, you know, can he guard Tabellis man-to-man? The answer is no. But... What are they going to do in that matchup? And can Tubelis kind of take advantage early and often? Um, so that's the one I'm most intrigued by because I don't really think there's another guy that can really go off. Booth Gotch is probably the closest, but he comes off the bench. So maybe I assume Dalen will guard Booth Gotch when, he, uh, when he's in the game. Utah has struggled, but Tommy Lloyd spoke pretty highly of them. Is that just coach speak again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Utah's a weird team because – um, they've, they've had moments, and when you look at their losses, a lot of them uh, are close. They lost to Washington, who's terrible in double OT, but they lost by four. Uh, they lost to UCLA by five. They lost to ASU by two. They lost to Washington again by six. Um, so generally speaking, their losses are pretty close. The thing with them is they've beaten nobody. They're coming off wins against Stanford and Cal by a combined uh, six points. And that was on the road. So, like, Tommy said, hey, well, I mean, they've won two road games. And literally two road games. What people don't realize is they literally only won two road games. And so, so it's, a, it's a little bit on the generous side. Right. Maybe. And so you look at, like, who they've beaten. Um, you know, it, Abilene Christian, Sacramento State, Bethune-Cookman, Boston College, and Tulsa. And they opened up 5-0. and And then they decided to play real teams. And they beat Cal, Manhattan, Fresno State, Oregon State, and then the Bay Area schools, who are both g- going in the wrong direction, especially Stanford. Um, do they have some talent? Yeah, like I mentioned, I think Carlson's pretty good. I think offensively, they're not bad. Defensively, um, you know, they're actually at 85th in the country in effective field goal percentage. Uh, but they don't force turnovers at all. They don't offensive rebound. They're good from the line, so that's cool. But um, uh, their three-point defense is pretty solid, um, but their two-point defense isn't. Uh, are there things that are good about them? Their ball movement on offense is actually pretty good. Uh, they, they, Like I mentioned, there's not that one dominant guy. They spread the ball out. Um, there's not that guy that's going to kill you, but you know they, they got a bunch of guys taking pretty equal amount of shots. Um, they can get going a little bit. But 
Um, I think Tommy Lloyd, you never want to say the, you know, we should beat the crap out of the team we're facing. Um, a lot of times it's coach speak. Sometimes it's not. I think this is one of the cases where it's like, okay, yeah, he respects Utah. They move the ball well. But if Arizona plays their game, you know, Utah's obviously not that great. Well, if Arizona plays their game and they play it the way we think they will, what is your prediction? Now, technically, this is half and half in my rule that it's hard to match the emotion of a game twice in a row. The difference is, as emotional as the Oregon game was, that was the second game of the week. So Arizona got a break in between games, which makes it easier. I just feel like Utah doesn't match up with Arizona at all. Um, you know, their their height is kind of fake. They're actually 21st in average height. But the guys that are bigger on their team, um, you know, don't don't play a ton. Like Carlson's big, obviously, but like Raleigh Worcester at point guard, he's 6'4", but he's not very effective. Gabe Matson is 6'6", not very effective. 6'7", small forward, Lazar, he's okay. But then they go 6'5", at power forward. So Carlson's big, but um, a lot of times they use lineups that, um, even though they're big, like they don't take advantage of it. Like I'm saying that they're 21st in the nation in average height, according to Ken Palm. But in terms of you know offensive rebounding, they're 113th. Um, but they also are 234th in defensive rebounding. Like they're not very good. Their block rate is awful. They're 306th in the nation in block rate. Uh, they don't force steals, <laughs> and so they don't force a lot of turnovers. Um, and they they'll go pretty slow. Uh, Arizona is the better team. I just don't see, even if Carlson plays, and keep in mind, I'm talking about all this, technically on paper, he's questionable with a sprained ankle. So there is a small chance. Now, we all know Arizona. I expect him to come out with three legs, dunk from half court, and put up 80 points. But should he not play, um, it's, a, it's obviously a big hit. But let's say he plays, and let's say he equals Coloco. They still have nobody to guard Tubelis. They still have nobody that can guard Ben effectively. I just think Arizona has too much firepower and, uh, I, I, you know, the spread is 12. I think, you know, I, I'm picking Arizona by eight, but it's going to be one of those games that um, is never, like, close. Like, you never say to yourself, oh, Utah has a chance in this. So I'll probably go, I don't know, 82-74 Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those games where, like, it, it would be a pretty – it would be a bad loss. It would be a terrible loss. Oh, okay. It would be Horrible. Horrible. Um, I, it's one of those things too, where you think with Arizona this year, oh, it's going to be a blowout. We've, you know, I said, we're going to beat so-and-so by hundred. I'm not even going to go that high, but I think they can get to the nineties with this, especially if they don't, you know, Utah doesn't have firepower. We do. I mean, the first meeting 90. they got 82, they go, I, I'd be surprised if they dropped 90 on the road. We'll see. But I mean, like the loss of Dusan Mohorsik, I believe. It's so confusing by the way, because we have our Dusan. Right. And... He only played in 13 games, but, like, he was good for Utah. Like, he was one of their better players. So, Carlson, his health is obviously a big deal. And he's seven foot, but he's, he's skinny. He's 216. David Jenkins at one point was good, but he doesn't even play anymore. Raleigh Worcester is basically, when you watch him tomorrow, think of me on a basketball court named, wow. named Raleigh. Riley Batten is just getting worse. Is this like, just, like, really bad recruiting? Like, what happened? Well, it's the, you know, they have a new coach. Uh, Other best player, Pella Larson, left. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention that. Pella yeah, goes home did. to Utah. Um, I, I think it would be hilarious if Pella scored like 25 points. Well, he had a, great, a good game against Oregon and came out cut to Pella's a couple been clutch moments. Lately. He's been getting hot right when it matters. So let's oh, see what happens. Hey, the Swedish assassin. 
the Swedish assassin. But like even him, like there's no one like who's the the closest thing they have in size wise to guarding him would be like Lazar Stefanovic, who's six seven, but he's only one eighty six and he's a freshman. They're just not very good. When Arizona loses to a team, it's going to be a team that's good at the stuff that Arizona's not necessarily as good at. You know, like an Arkansas would be really intriguing. I had a coach call me today just to shoot the, you know what. And we were talking about Arizona, and he was super impressed. D1 assistant coach talked about how the most impressive part of Tommy Lloyd is just the um, the fact that they play well so well together on defense. Like they're everybody knows on offense, but on defense, what they're able to do um, and how in sync they are is impressive. But like he, we were going over teams that we think might give Arizona fit, and it was like an Arkansas pressing physical type of team. Utah's just not that. They're no. just not that. No. But you gotta get the wind. And it just feels like game. at this time of the year, even though there are a lot of upsets, Arizona knows like Oregon could beat UCLA tomorrow night, tonight, whatever, you know? And Arizona beats Utah and that's that might that's pretty much it. Like that's it's over. That's the season. Um so I mean Arizona beats these two teams this week on the road. Um, it's pretty much over. Speaking of future you know, tournament situations. How's your bracketology going? Glad you asked, Shelby. I screwed up on the last one a little bit. Mm-hmm. I had uh, Auburn and Kentucky in the same region. So I'll, I'll do a new one after Saturday. But uh, I th- there's two teams that are very, very close to being locks for one. I think Gonzaga's a lock. I think that's done even if they lose one more game. They're a lock. Shoot, even if they used to. Uh, I think Arizona's really, really close to... Uh, to being a lock. I think if it wins both this week, uh, it's a lock. Unless it, you know, Cal or Stanford pull up the impossible at McHale. Not going to happen. Like, Arizona losing to USC um, on, the road. on the road wouldn't do anything no. in terms of Arizona's one. And conference tournaments, historically speaking, don't really impact the top overall seeds. Um, after that, it, it's going to be pretty interesting with Kansas, Kentucky. Michael Luke tried to convince me that Villanova was a one, and then four minutes later they lost so they're out. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> but um, it's going to be under. But Gonzaga and Arizona are clearly the two closest things to a lock, with Gonzaga being a lock of all locks to be the number one. But they play San Francisco this week. They got some interesting games. But um, I'm just ready. I'm done with the regular season, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, February should be over. The Olympics are over. Thank God. I mean, yeah. Hey. I mean, super. I mean, there was a lot of. This was not a good Olympics, but still makes me sad. Providence and Xavier went three overtimes, had a roof leak, had a flagrant, which was a horrible call, had dudes making NBA threes. Great game. And, uh, yeah, college basketball is awesome right now. There's a lot of really great moments to come. Ooh, that was really good, huh? Some big heartbreaks. Oh. Can't wait. You want to sing One Shining Moment for everyone? One Shining Moment. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, 25 years ago when Arizona won. Best day of my life. Okay. I'm your husband, and your two kids are sleeping. Anyway. I, that's number one. You guys are number two and three. And four, I guess, technically. Okay. <laughs> I'm well, ride or no. die. Ride well, or die, Wildcat, babe. You well, know that. Well, with that being said, hopefully it's good news tomorrow night on the next podcast. We it appreciate you for joining us. I'm Jason. I'm Shelby. Bear down. Bear down. Wake up. Post-credit question, Jason Shear. I just noticed you were very blasé, complimentary to Utah just now. You were so mean. You literally said 
Arizona State, Oregon State, and Cal suck. Those were your words. Why are you being so nice to Utah? Utah Twitter, super aggressive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.